Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, I made a, a good decision. I decided to start recording these intros before I uh, ended up the editing and all the other post-production stuff that usually makes me exhausted. And by the time I record the intro, I'm just kind of like, hey guys, how you doing? So I have a lot of energy right now because I am so excited to talk about today's guest, Nathan Winthrow, a.k.a. Bubba Wheat. This is... um. Personally, this ended up being a really great episode for me in a couple different ways. Uh, Nathan and I are in this wonderful Facebook group, and uh, he's been really kind for a while. Has, has tweeted about listening to Let's Chat, and uh, so I eventually, I'm kind of lazy, but I eventually listened to his podcast that I ended up falling in love with called Filmwise. So we started talking. I was like, "Dude, you got to come on the show." He's just been nothing but kind and supportive. He also runs a bunch of really cool stuff. It turns out I had been to his website a ton, Flights, Tights, and Movie Nights, because I like superhero stuff. Uh, so it comes in the show. We have a lot of fun. We've got a lot in common. It's really great. And the best thing to come out of it is because, like, you know, I've done a bunch of these. I've had all sorts of guests. Sometimes people come on. We never talk again, which is kind of what I expect. Sometimes we become friends. Sometimes we stay in touch online. Nathan came on, and we ended up starting a podcast together. Well, let me rephrase that. He had started another podcast called Sketched Out on TV and was looking for someone to be a co-host. I believe someone else had fallen through, and then he asked me, and I was like, oh, my God, yeah. So you could check that out right now. We're not on iTunes or anything right this minute, but we will be in a couple episodes. We've done one episode, and we cover a sketch of, uh, God, it's like from the 2000s of uh, SNL with... The Rock, when he plays Clark Kent, great episode, a great sketch. So it's not a sketch comedy podcast. It's a comedy about sketch. It's a podcast about sketch comedy. Uh, and the short episodes are about a half hour long. We're going to be doing some guests. We're going to be doing some more shows. So you could uh, hit us up online. Let us know what you think about that. Uh, but how cool is that, right? Uh, Nathan just ends up being like a cool dude. And um, not only does he end up being a guest on this, I end up having now. I have two podcasts. So, so great. Uh, so if you like superheroes, The Simpsons, retro video games, this episode is a ton of fun. Uh, Nathan's got a great a bunch of stuff you can find him on. He's got a podcast called Film Wise, uh, Film W H Y S. He's on Twitter at Bubbly. There's also another website he runs called ChannelSuperhero.com, and his other website is Flights, Tights, and Movie Nights. All these links will be all these links will be on our CoreTempArts.com website where you can go into Let's Chat and get all these links for everything. Uh, and like I said, Nathan's just a really cool guy, and um, that's my big announcement is that we have another podcast together, So, and also check this out on the Twitter. Hey, do me a huge favor. If you're listening to this and you like the show, uh, please leave us a five-star uh, review on the old iTunes. That helps out the show a lot in more ways than one. Uh, that's all I kind of really could ask from you. It would really mean a lot. Connect with me on Twitter at Let's Chat Podcast. I'm on uh, the Facebook page. Uh, let me know who you want to hear on here. I've got some cool guests lined up. I've got some big, some big stuff coming up down the pipeline in the coming months. And I'm always looking to get some more cool folk on here. Anyway, I feel like I'm just rambling. And uh, stay tuned for next week because I'll have a very big announcement. Take care. Let's Chat with Revel and Friends is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, and movie podcasts. Check out our other shows, That Popped This Live, Talking Shondaland, We Got Five, and TV Ate My Brain at courtsandparts.com.
born sinner. The opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kid Capri. Funk, Master Flex, Love, Funk, Star, Ski. We're both in this really great podcast, uh, podcasting group of really wonderful people that have really helped my show out immensely. It's really helped. Help me feel like I can do podcasting and not be so isolated, and it's been so wonderful. Uh, but then I've also followed you on Twitter simultaneously, but I never <laughs> connected you from the podcast group to your actual Twitter feed and until uh, like two or three weeks ago. So I always thought that they were two separate individuals. <laughs> I just I never put together that because you're on Twitter, you're at Bubbleweed, and yeah. So, Bubbleweed is is the online personality, and Nathan yeah. is the uh, the producer. Yeah. So so who am I talking to now? Is this Nathan or Bubbleweed? Uh, I don't know. I've I've gone back and forth sometimes mm-hmm. on how I introduce myself because I, I started a little while back. Actually, I think it was like over a year ago to start getting my real name out there a little bit more. But I've never been able to truly really give up Bubbleweed, and then. Like right after I did that, I did a couple podcasts where I introduced myself as Nathan, and then I went back on podcasts that I had been on before. Who they were used to calling me Bubba Wheats, mm-hmm. so they just kept calling me Bubba Wheat, and and I stuck with that. And then I don't know, I just kind of go back and forth. So for this, it'd be uh, fun if we just go back and forth, and I'll try to do it like <laughs> so Nathan, so Bubba Wheat, and then be like, who is he talking to? I <laughs> uh, so uh. For, I'm trying to do this new thing where I talk to the people about what they're on for first, so I don't forget it. Because instead of waiting until the last ten minutes, be like, "Oh yeah, by the <laughs> way, plug yourself." So how about you start off telling people uh, what what you're here for, and then we'll just dick around from there. Well, I don't know. I'm I'm just here to chat with you, really. But okay, uh, that's all I'm here. Well, like, yeah. So like, um, well, I love your podcast, film wise, and I feel like you would be. I was hoping you can quiz me a little of all the pot, the movies I have not seen because it's bad. It is so bad the amount of movies I have not watched. Yeah, well, luckily, like whenever I started out, I had a bunch of huge gaps in my filmography, but uh, I think I've covered a lot of the biggest ones now that I'm like uh, getting close to a hundred episodes in. Damn. So where does this love of cinema come from? Um, I don't know. I just have always really enjoyed movies. Like whenever I was a kid, like somewhere around junior high, um, I was like my whenever I would come home, both my parents worked and I would go like I never really considered it a babysitter because he was like he was a cool guy. He was like, um, I don't know, like just out of high school, I think. And he had a very kid-like mentality, and like he still lived with his mother, who was older. And we just, like, most of the time, we just played with GI Joes, and then, like, we would sometimes go out to see movies. And there was a time where I would see a movie like almost every week, uh, in like the early '90s. That's and really it, awesome. I don't know. Yeah. Are we of the same age? Elk, I'm I'm 32. I don't, some people get weird about their age. I don't I don't give a shit. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit older. I'm 36, but it's oh, pretty right. close. So, I mean, isn't that weird? The older you get, um, that feels like nothing. So like, if you're 26 and I'm, so what are we four years? So 26 and like 30, I feel like there's a big difference. But 32 and 36, I'm like, okay, we get all the same cultural references. Uh, I think we're probably in the same era of liking almost all of the same things. Yeah. 
and and I know we we have a lot of the, the same touchstones because yeah. like I said I, I have been I have listened to a handful of your episodes so oh yes thank um, you for that yeah and and like I know we're both huge Simpsons fans yeah yeah big right fan. away oh man and my brother is actually your age so I kind of uh, I think I feel like that's been helpful for me because I feel like I might be too young for He-Man but I remember He-Man because my brother watched it and then. I also watch stuff that I was way too old for, so I, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm well-rounded of watching way too much shit. Yeah, and, and I'm one of those where I have every available season of Simpsons on DVD. Really? And, even the, and eventually Blu-ray. Yeah. Even the past season tens. Yeah, I'm. It's up to season seventeen. Didn't they stop? And, well, they they go really slowly because they still do a commentary for every episode. That FXX app is like, God, it's a godsend. Um, so my wife, for God bless her soul, uh, they didn't grow up with The Simpsons for some reason. I, I no real reason, but they just never watched it. Probably just because it was animated. Um, so like I have been getting like the okay certain nights of the week to just put one or two on with her and she's like into it and like the way that i'm into something that like oh that's cool she's not like obsessively but just getting to rewatch them again with her the first time and to see what she laughs at and she's such a much more cultured person than i ever am <laughs> so like the stuff i'm laughing at is one thing and she's like oh my god that's a reference to probably the way you are you could probably watch like the monorail and be like well that's a reference to the 1936 the music man and like i'm like uh no that's La- that's actually phil hartman <laughs> so, <laughs> but but that's the, the beauty of the simpsons is it's oh god it's it's the best it's the fucking best absolutely what what what's your era um i don't know i like it, it's it is interesting because going through buying them on blu-ray now like the past few years i've been I've upgraded to blu-ray but it's there's fewer and fewer episodes that i've seen before mm-hmm. so it's it's like watching them for the first time so it's kind of going through them although i have noticed like i think around season 14 or 15 that like i used to buy them and then i would like spend two weeks and watch every episode and then watch every episode with the commentary. Yep. But now it's like, you know, if I have a moment, I'll put a disc in, I'll watch a couple episodes and then a couple weeks will go by and then I'll go back and finish the disc. Yeah. And I, I think season 10 is like, I, I do remember watching it on TV up until like season 13 and I've seen some later ones and everyone's different. There's some people who are like only season, there's people who say it sucks after season like two and eight. And then there's people who will be like, no, it's good the whole way through. Then I hear it sucks and it kind of comes back again. Um, I'm just amazed it's still on the air. Yeah, that's, it's insane. The, just the amount of longevity that, I mean, the biggest, the biggest issue right now with the show, as far as like looking at it from business point of view like the ratings, they're they're mostly steady, but they every year they just keep creeping down and creeping down. Mm-hmm. And yet the cast wants to keep getting raises. Mm-hmm. I mean, because why wouldn't you? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it can't be like, well, 20th Century Fox is probably making a billion dollars of that off of your voice. They deserve a cut. 
Right. Yeah. And so I, so how would you end the show? I, I know, also know one of our touchstones is you're a, a fellow comedy, a sketch comedy fan. Yes. Um, oh, it's, I don't know. It's tough to say. Like, <laughs> I almost want to say just go like, except, you know, the, the first thing that comes to mind is like have the animator have a tar- heart attack, but they actually have done that in one of their couch gags <laughs> before. <laughs> I think uh, who is Al Jean has always said that the way he would love to do it is have it end with them going to a Christmas pageant and have it just be one con- uh, one continuous loop, which I think is cool. I kind of I also have thought I think about this a lot uh, more often than I should. I've even thought it'd be kind of cool if they did like an homage to like Saint Elsewhere and the whole Simpsons took place and the ki- that kid from Sel- that autistic boy from Saint Elsewhere's. No, they mind. Would, what they would have to do is the entire episode would be nothing but fake-out endings. That's what they would do. You're right. That's what they would have to do it. That's the perfect way to do it, just do an episode of multiple ways to end it. And then the last one should just be like nothing special, nothing cool, just like real life. But not cut to black. Not not The Sopranos. Not Sopranos. No. (laughs) No. But just like, just the way life ends. Like, I don't know if you ever, I'm sure we all have had this, but like, you have like a period of your life that's so special, like it's a job or it's college or friendships or something. Uh, well, uh, let's get weird. I, I had a weird, I had a fucking long ass day, so I feel like we should get kind of, should get a little weird. <laughs> I I remember going to visit my friend Sean who died in the hospital, and so he he was twenty. He had a heart transplant, and then he got like an infection, and then got cancer, which is kind of common. And so I went to go see him in the hospital in New York. And we both knew this is the last time that we were ever going to see each other because we just kind of knew his, his time card was coming up, and uh, which is really sad. But um, yeah, way to bring it down, man. Yeah, I just no. thought we should go there. It's one of those days. But um, I wish you could see our conversation because it was just like one or two minutes of emotional shit, and then be like, "So what are you watching? Who's going to win the election?" And then like he didn't want that stuff, and it was just two dudes hanging out, shooting the shit. And that was like a really heavy moment, but it was just so like, like Seinfeld. It's just so like, the, it's just so minute. And I think that's how we should end the Simpsons. It's just, just to be just a regular episode. They wrap it all up in a nice little bow and then it's just over. I don't know. I, I think they should do something like with the voice actors at the end. I think that would be cool. a great way. And, and that would be something that I don't think any, any show that I can think of is really done. Break the fourth wall. Yeah. Or what if they did like a live action one for the last episode? Live action with the voice actors. Just film it as a sitcom. That would be. That'd be weird. Yeah, that would be interesting. It would be, it'd be weird though. Especially since like, the Bart is a girl. I would have to change costumes every three seconds. And, uh, and, uh, who's the other guy? Harry Shearer and, is he still there? I thought he left and then he came back. Yeah, that, that was like a big thing where I think they were, it was like one of those contract negotiations. I think they wanted to pay him less than everybody else or something like that. And so like they announced that he was leaving the show, but then there was a big backlash and then they caved and then they finally announced that he was still going to be like, they did finally renew his contract for the next season or whatever. So manager played that card, right? <laughs> Cause if that backfired, <laughs> he would be out of job. Well, I'm I'm sure he he's financially speaking, he sh- if he's done things well, he's doing okay for himself. Yeah. 
Because he's like in everything. Well, yeah, who was it? Because uh, Hank Azaria and Yardley Smith were just, I don't know why I want to bring this up, but they were on Herman's Head. Do you remember that show? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, I do remember that show. That that was something that I watched back whenever <laughs> <Me too. laughs> it was on the air. Maybe. And like whenever Inside Out came out uh, last year. It's that's like, all I could think of. Yeah. Uh, there's a great like Herman's a, Head reference in The Simpsons. So maybe that's how we end The Simpsons. They cut to, <laughs> and it's actually all been uh, just a deep cut to Herman's Head. Yeah, that would, that would be something else. It, it would be a joke that would fail on its audience, but it would be so great <laughs> to people like you and me. It's it's one of those one percenters, but yeah. I don't know. That, that seems like it works. They enjoy doing that a lot more with Futurama. Yeah, I've um, read that Futurama has had done things where they like leave jokes in there for like a hundred people. You know, like yeah. if you don't catch it, it's fine. But for the one hundred uh, neuroscientist, mathematician, PhD doctoral <laughs> students, they left this little gag in the backboard and and stuff like that, which I. I, I I definitely subscribe to that humor. I, I've been thinking of getting a Simpsons tattoo for a number of years, and I think I'm getting closer. I think the latest installment of my idea has been I want to get Poochie because I want to get like a side character and I want to have like color and stuff. And I'm like, I just think Poochie would look good. But I've also <laughs> here's the other thing. I also like that scene of um, Rainier Wolfcaster being taken away by the toxic stuff going the goggles they do nothing <laughs> the goggles they do nothing <laughs> so i don't know because i think that would look cool too but i don't know if i like that much green so i'm i'm all over the place yeah i don't know i i've thought about a tattoo but before but it's it's something where i'm i'm too much i'm too picky like i can never decide mm-hmm. i would have to have just the perfect one mm-hmm. and that's like it would take me literally three years to decide, and then by the time those three years are up, then I will have changed my mind. Yeah, there. I only have three, but they're super addicting, and like, and that, I think that's what happens. You get the one, you're like, wow, it's looking kind of lonely. <laughs> I guess I gotta get some more. Uh, but so, um, what's your your love of sketch comedy? So, is you are having a podcast come out in the future? Uh, called yeah. sketched out t- on TV. Yeah, I'm uh, trying to. I'm I'm having a little. Uh, my co-host is having some real real life issues, uh, where like a, a new job and everything is rearing its ugly head. So we're trying to get things started, but uh, I'm definitely on board, and I'm with whatever happens, it's going to happen. Um, but uh, hopefully it'll be me and a co-host, uh, and we every episode we're going to look at a different sketch comedy show and specifically look at one sketch from that sketch mm-hmm. comedy show. And we're going to like hit all the a bunch of obscure stuff and like just hitting every era, even going back like in the seventies and like some of those variety shows. Hopefully, um, and like. Uh, more recent stuff like Key and Peel, I know, is one that's that we're hoping to do for like our second or third episode. Get, or some, our, get some people. That's kind of smart. Start with what people actually know and then work backwards. Yeah. And Key and Peel is fucking. Oh, they just won the Emmys, uh, an Emmy last night. Uh, we're recording oh, nice. this, or two nights ago, whenever the Emmys were. Um, 
Did you happen to see the movie that Keegan is in, uh, Don't Think Twice? No, I didn't. Ah, it's so fucking good. Um, he, I think he's a brilliant actor. I feel like he should be the leading man in a rom-com. He, he's so talented. Uh, he's on the show called Playing House on USA, which is really good. And he's like the, like the, the love interest lead on that. And my wife loves it. And I'm just like, why is he not like a movie star? He's so talented. He's so handsome and he's just so charming. Like, cause he's, um, Donna's husband on uh, Parks and Rec, and like, I don't know. There's something about that guy. I just think he he's really got it. Yeah, it feels like I've seen him everywhere, but then I'd never seen Jordan anywhere except for Key and Peele. And and I hadn't. Key and Peele was one of those where I'd seen a couple sketches, but I didn't like watch it regularly until my co-host suggested it. And then like I started watching clips on YouTube and I like uh, rented the the first season from the library and started watching that and then just fell in love with it pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, and they're they're so great. Uh I think I started watching it cuz one of my coworkers just walked in to work. What did he start soon? And he just started being like, "Bitch." I'm like, "Adam, what are you talking about?" <laughs> like, "Oh, you got to watch this Keaton Peel special or sketch." So we end up watching that. And then he showed me the one of the substitute teacher who keeps pronouncing the kids' names wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, hey, Ron. <laughs> and just I was just like, this is so funny on so many fucking levels that like a white sketch show couldn't do because they wouldn't have that experience. And it was taking that experience of being like, it was just taking the experience and flipping it on its head, and also being fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's. It's just this interesting style of comedy that, I mean, they like. I think especially the first season played up the fact that they were both biracial. Yeah. But I feel like kind of the later seasons, because like the stuff on YouTube, a lot of that is like the season, the last season, season five, and it, I feel like that kind of plays it down a bit. Like it. Yeah. It's not. It's not front and center, but it's still like within the heart of a lot of the sketches. Yeah. He. There's a great episode of with Keegan Michael Key on uh You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. It's like you know two three hours long, and he's got a really interesting relationship with that because he's like, he's he's what I think he's I don't think he knows exactly what he is because I know he's half black, but he's a, he was adopted by white parents. I think I'm gonna get this right. He's adopted white by <laughs> white parents, and then later in life met his biological mother. So like it just. And, but then how he just kind of processes that into comedy and, and he's like a, a big, um, like a Chicago, he's a Chicago or Detroit guy, I think, or improv Olympics or second city, one of those places. Mm-hmm. So, someone should have listened to that episode. So I didn't just slaughter that, but it's, it's really <laughs> great. He's a, he's a really great guy. Uh, so what other sketch is, did you watch a lot of sketch growing up? Yeah. Like I, I watched a lot of, um, like one-off shows like uh comedy central whenever it first came out i would watch that all the time and they would have a lot of stand-up but also a lot yeah. of sketch comedy shows like a lot of stuff from lauren michaels like uh oh my god the kids in the it? hall and oh yeah yeah the vacant kids lot was another one i, I, I watched kids in the hall yeah i watched uh the edge which uh kind of just came out for one season on Fox. It, uh, it had Jennifer Aniston and Wayne Knight in it. Really? Yeah, and 
like I I don't remember it too clearly. Like it was one of those where I caught up recently on YouTube, like just kind of uh, half of an episode, and I I think what their bit was would was they would like kill it. They would kill the entire cast in every episode in some way, like either in the opening or the ending or both. Interesting. Because yeah, there's always been so many wannabe SNLs, and there's been some terrible sketch shows. But the one I remember the most growing up was actually in Love and Color. Yeah, oh yeah. I, yeah. I like that one. I kind of did and didn't like because there was a lot of characters that I didn't like, but I still. I think I still watched it a lot, even though, like, I would hate watch some of the characters. Like, I was not a fan of Homie the Clown or... Uh, that was... I was four years younger, and that was, like, the funniest thing in the world to me. <laughs> but, you know, there, like there's also and less... Fire on... Marshal Bill and, and yeah. just a lot of those That's recurring characters yeah. and Handyman. Yep. But it's funny, because there's also, like, less on back then, like, by mm-hmm. comparison to now. So, like, if it was on, you would watch it. But nowadays, it just... You don't need to because there's so many other things you could be watching that are good. Yeah, and and I was even one of those like I watched the Tracy Ullman show whenever oh, wow. it was on because because I liked the sketch comedy. I, I thought it was funny. I, although like the only sketch that I really remember from that show, there was one where uh, her and I think it was Dan Castellaneta uh, because he was because like a lot half the cast of The Simpsons was came from the Tracy Ullman show. But they were doing like a figure skating routine or uh, either a figure skating or some kind of like dancing gymnastics. Uh, but she was wearing a skirt and then she realized right before they went on that she like forgot to wear any underwear. So she did had to do the whole routine while holding down her skirt. <laughs> That's pretty great. Go Tracy. Yeah. She I like I liked her. I don't know if I ever watched the show, but I know I've watched the Simpsons clips from there. But that wouldn't be on until later on. Were you um like a Mr. Show fan? Oh yeah, I've I've got like that's one of the ones shows that I have uh, all four seasons on DVD. Like I I loved like it. I never watched it whenever it came on because I I never had like I never had any of the pay channels whenever I had cable. Us too. Yeah. So I, it's like it's it's just those those two weeks like once or twice a year yeah, where the pay channels this. were free. Yep. Now, um, did you? Ha- I know I feel like I'm just asking everything you watch, but so did you ever watch the Larry Sanders show, which I think is possibly the greatest comedy of all time? No, it's funny. I never watched that. Um, I was. I was one of those. I watched It's Gary Shandling Show. Okay, see, I never saw that. I saw one episode of that, but um, but I saw the Larry Sanders Show because it was on Netflix five years ago, and I was <laughs> like, oh, Jeffrey Tambor. I literally did this. I remember having like, um, I remember like talking to myself, being like looking at the cast. I was like, Rip Torn. It's Jeffrey Tambor, Tambor and the the one guy from uh, Iron Man Two in one scene. Oh, Rip Torn. No, the, oh. Gary Shanley was it? He was in oh, he's an Iron, Man uh, too? Iron Man too. Yeah, he was the senator. He even he uh, oh. even had like uh, a one scene cameo in the Winter Soldier. Yeah, that's what I remember seeing him in. I don't remember Iron Man two at all. Yeah, he had, he he played the same character, but I think he, he had a yeah. bigger role in Iron Man but, too. Yeah. I'm a I'm just a huge Gary Shanley fan. I, I think I just finished watching Arrested Development for the umpteenth time, and I saw Jeffrey yeah, Tambor. Gary Shannon I'm, and Rip Torn, and I was like, oh my god. Oh, interesting, and then, and then, like, as I watch it, everyone's in it, but that was like, dude, I blew through that on Netflix. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of bizarre with my 
TV watching every now and then because I I also have the entire season or series, well minus the the fourth season I guess the the first three seasons of Arrested Development, and that was a show where I like blew through the first two seasons, but I don't think I ever finished the third season. Oh, it's worth it. It's really good. It's pretty short. Oh, I, I, think. I know it's really good. It's it's yeah. just for some reason. I mean, I have hundreds of DVDs. Yeah, I would imagine. And then you also have to watch stuff for like your podcast and your blog. So like, you you're, yeah. you're, you're, and, you're and, watching isn't is is it's a little different than for like yeah. And, and I'm a bad promoter because I have like like a dozen projects and I've only kind of halfway mentioned two of them. <laughs> oh yeah, is your blog the biggest thing that you're? you're- yeah, that's that's kind of the always. Has been, and I think always will be my main focus. Like your, and that's what you call uh, what do you call it? The, uh, the flag pole, the flagship, flagship. Yeah. So uh, what, what is that called? Since we're not uh, good at promoting right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, flightstyesandmovienights dot com, and I've been going. Name? Yeah, it's you know I got it. Um, I'm sure I got it because of uh, Smallville, actually. Um, and because of one of their big tenants, whenever they first came out, like, uh, Goff and Miller was no flights, no tights. Oh. That was like their mantra for like the first several seasons of that show. Um, and uh, something about that kind of stuck with me. And then whenever I was trying to think of a name for the blog, because the, the concept came first, because on the site I watch and I'm reviewing, I'm, my goal is to watch and review Every single superhero and comic book movie ever made. Wow, even the bad ones, or especially yeah, especially the bad ones. The bad ones. Uh, so, can I, I'd like to ask you then about is it out that one with uh, Hannah Hart and Grace Helbig yet? Yes, uh, Electro Woman and Dinah Girl. I actually did like it. it. It's funny. The biggest problem that I had with that one is I felt like it. It really. It wanted to do what Deadpool did, mm-hmm. which was to take the superhero movie, like take all these superhero tropes and then twist it and make fun of it and comment on it. And I feel like they only got about halfway there because yeah. I, I feel like yeah. they they took the, the superhero tropes, but they took that two part too seriously and then they tagged on a joke at the end. Mm. Okay. But I mean, the joke was funny, but the rest of it kind of... But it's a little too tropey. I don't see Grace Helbig as a good actress, but I could be wrong. Um, yeah, she was. I, I liked Hannah Hart a lot better in it. Yeah, I, I actually I think even Grace, though like yeah. she's the straight woman too. Oh, that's ironic. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Uh, so where does your obsession with superheroes come from? Childhood? Um, I don't know. I've well for a while like um. Oh, it's been like over five years ago now. Like I, I got into this MMO called City of Heroes. What's an MMO? The uh, the like World of Warcraft. Okay, yeah. The massively multiplayer, massively multiplayer online mm-hmm. RPG. Yeah, I. Oh yeah, big fan. And City of Heroes was the one that had it had like a. Well, it was the superhero themed one, and it had like it just this massive um, character creator. And so you could pretty much create almost any kind of superhero that you can think of, like within the confines of the costume pieces. But they had like a, just a huge number of costume pieces 
that you could choose from and like a, a bunch of different play styles and and I was big into that community and so I wanted to do something that kind of spun off of that and like I wanted to do something with writing and I've ended up picking movies and so I ended up doing superhero movies like the first year I had laid out a hundred movies that I wanted to watch in the first year like I picked all the biggest kind of theatrical movies and that was like the end of 2011 the start of 2012 and like just going through it like I was able to do a hundred movies although I kind of I went off my list because I started Doing some of the like, because uh, originally I was just doing the theatrical releases, mm-hmm. but I really love the DC animated stuff, like the straight to video stuff. Oh god, it's so good! Yeah, so I started mixing in some of those early, but then and then afterwards it's kind of tapered off. Like I, I do about fifty to seventy five movies a year now. Jesus. But yeah, like right now I think I'm over three hundred and fifty movies in. And I think that there's only about, I think there's less than a dozen movies where you might be surprised that I haven't seen it, like, or that I haven't covered it yet. And even then, they're kind of like, not, like pretty much any major superhero movie, uh, theatrical, home video, or TV movie I've seen and reviewed. What's the bat, what's, Throw out some obscure ones that people might not know exist. Um, there was this uh, Turkish Superman movie. Wow, you went uh, for it. <laughs> yeah, that, that was made in the seventies. There, there's quite a few like Turkish knockoffs, that, or like more recently in 2011, there was this uh, actually a Disney movie. Um, it was uh, done in India called Zokomon. And it's like this kid superhero. That was kind of weird. Do you count spy kids in this world? Uh, I I decided, like, maybe a couple years ago, I decided to, like, specifically narrow my focus on what, yeah. like, I, I have very specific definitions for what I consider a superhero movie oh, and cool. what I consider a comic book movie. What is the difference for someone... Me, who doesn't know the difference? Well, I let's see. Superheroes, um, I feel like superheroes is something that's more modern. And so I have like a, a time period. It has to be like, it has to be in the modern age. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Zorro, even though he's like a masked hero, he doesn't count because it's it's kind of like a, more of a swashbuckler. Mm-hmm. And that's... That's getting into like all those other swashbuckler movies from the past, uh, like the Three Musketeers and and all those things. So I feel and like westerns, uh, I don't really count any kind of western masked heroes, even though there aren't really too many. I mean, there's like the biggest one that I can think of is like the Lone Ranger, and that has like a comic book connection. So I kind of go at that one from that angle. Um, I think most superheroes have like a, have a, a dual identity. They have their superhero identity and they have their, uh, civilian personality, like their secret identity. That tends to be a big one. 
they tend to have like the costumes, of course. Um, and they tend to tend it tends to play up the theatricality of everything, mm-hmm. uh, like the and like the hero villain dichotomy. And uh, I kind of look at it where they don't have to have all of these qualities, but they have to have several of them for me to consider to be a superhero movie. Have you, uh, I'm trying to think, like, where does Kick-Ass stand? Yeah, I, I count Kick-Ass, um, I mean, it, it's also a comic book, so. Yeah. It has that going for it, but I, I do consider that one a, a superhero movie because, mainly because of the costumes and, and the alternate like, alter- yeah. and, and also, like, the skill level of, uh, of Hit Girl. Like, she. Oh, yeah. Is, like she is kind of beyond the level of just a normal vigilante, and she she pretty much is a superhero. Like wonder- they kind of couch it in in reality. They try to, but the things she does, like no normal person could really realistically do. What about the Incredibles? Now that's I mean that's one of my favorites. That's like top ten. Yeah, I've watched that movie so many times. So many fucking times. I love that movie. I'm a big. I like all the Pixar stuff a lot. Yeah, that's no surprise. That, right? I've seen. Yeah, I've seen pretty much all the the Pixar movies except a couple of their like lesser, more recent films. Like, I haven't caught up with the Good Dinosaur, uh, and I think there was like one other one that they've done in the past couple of years that I haven't watched. No, same here. Uh, Brave, I didn't really like that much. But um, I, I thought that one was all right. It was like, really? Oh, a woman saves the day by sewing? I was like, come on. You're better than yeah, this. And, and I'm, I'm one of those people where I, I'll go to bat for cars. Like, I uh, like cars. Do people not like cars? I'm like... Yeah, it hmm. seems like a lot of people don't like cars. And I think it's funny. And I, I think I'm sure you've kind of seen him doing the rounds like a couple months ago. But Lights, Camera, Jackson, uh, he did like the podcast rounds a couple months ago, but he kind of caught some flack in the movie community because he did his, he did like a Pixar ranking and for him, cars was number one. Okay. Hey, I mean, I wouldn't put it there, but okay. Yeah. Number one. But, huh? Yeah. I, I saw that. Oh, he got dude. A lot of <laughs> Come on. But, <laughs> but I did like it. No, I don't know. I mean, if you like, I don't know. I feel like, um, I was talking to, bloodbath from the blood guts and blu-ray podcast like a couple weeks back and but he's like a horror guy and i was like i'm like a nickelback fan when it comes to film i'm like what film people hate (laughs) i like some really good stuff but i don't see anything and i i don't know what it is i would like to go to more movies uh, you're kind of like what uh how kevin smith describes jason muse you've you've never seen a bad movie I'm not that bad. I've seen plenty of that. My I have a brother-in-law who is um who has autism and he's actually but like very high on the spectrum, but his he loves to love movies, so he actually loves everything. Like he just loves bad action movies. Like some of the but he also loves some great movies, but he just loves everything. Uh but you know, though, you know, movie he didn't love, for him to say it was all right is like us saying it's bad was <laughs> the, uh, Independence Day, the reboot they did. 
Oh yeah, I've uh, I've heard that that was pretty awful. Like I'm, it was. So I was curious bad. about it, but everything I've heard makes me not interested. It was bad in a comical way, of like they just didn't even fucking try to write a good movie. Like it was just, or like they wrote a good movie and they let the studio come in and rewrite it because there's just stupid stuff. It, it was just fucking god awful. It made no sense. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those people where. Like, I, I always will enjoy watching a movie. Not me, I'll, Like, regardless I'll of, of the quality of the movie, I will enjoy watching it. I was forced to see Les Miserables, or Les Miserables, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> Les never, yeah, I was never so miserable in my entire life in a film. I fell asleep <laughs> through most of it. I hated it so much. Because here's the thing. Don't make a musical, and then hire an actor, Russell Crowe, who can't actually sing. <laughs> There's plenty of actors out there that you could have put in there that could actually carry a tune. Hell, you could have had Russell Crowe and then hired someone who could sing like him and, and dubbed his voice over. It was just... Oh, God. Ugh. But so, but I think I she my wife made up for it because we saw Pitch Perfect like two weeks later. And <laughs> I really like that movie. Yeah, that's that's one of those cuz I'm I am uh subjected to a large number of uh awful romantic comedies. The the type of romantic comedies where 10 minutes into the movie I will explain what the plot of the movie is going to be and my wife sitting next to me who has seen it before will just stand there flabbergasted because I'm about 90% correct. <laughs> uh but when rom-com is done right, count me in. I fucking love it. Yeah, there, there's some, there's occasional good ones out there, and and Pitch Perfect isn't even a romantic comedy, no, but, no, it's, but it, it's it's like it, a chick flick. So it, it's really good. Uh, yeah, but, like give me like Love Actually or Elizabeth Town, and I'm really happy. I I didn't like Love Actually. It's really good. Like I, I watched that one for the first time just like a couple years ago, and, and it was one of those like movie blogging challenges. It, it yeah. was where somebody gave it to me uh, um, to request me to to watch and review it, and I had never seen it before then. And I was just like, you know, I I can kind of see why people like this. It's funny in parts, but all these characters are so horrible. <laughs> It's like there's no nothing redeeming about any of these characters. Why is this considered a romance? Because none of the none of these relationships are, are romantic. Well, love is all around us. <laughs> uh, what is what? Before, um, man, I, that was I just stumbled a bit. I, I was just listening to your episode where you cover before sunset or sunrise, one of the sunset movies. And, Sunset, yeah the, yeah, the second one. Um, which I abs- I had a great English professor who, for some reason, she would make us write papers about films that she clearly loved, and that was one <laughs> of them. Uh, the first one was the one she made us watch. That was probably my foray into like um indie film. Blue mm-hmm. that and uh, Waking Life fucking blew my mind. Um, but um, more importantly, I want to talk about the Michael Jackson movie. Oh yes. What's that called Moonwalker. again? Moonwalker. Moonwalker. Do you remember yeah, the video it, game that? Oh yes, uh, I, the video game was amazing, and and I always remember that the arcade version of Moonwalker was so much better than the Genesis version. Yeah, I just remember the Genesis version. Yeah, the, if you ever 
Like, I, I don't know if you look up, like, emulators, but uh, oh, yeah, big I know there's, uh, there's MAME out there. If, if you ever... Wait, what's it called? Because like, I need a new emulator. I haven't had one in uh, years. It's MAME, a multi-arcade machine emulator, M-A-M-E. And, and uh, if you can that. find that, they, they have a ton of, like, arcade games that, that you can play on your computer. There's, like, over a thousand and if you can find like the the Moonwalker arcade, because that one I remember, and Willow was the other one where they had an arcade version and they had a console version at the same time. And the arcade version was so much better than the home console version. Willow, 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 Willow. Was that with the uh... uh, uh, Warwick Davis? Okay, yeah, yeah. Um... And Val Kilmer, the the fantasy movie that. Yeah. that... It was, it was originally going to be like a trilogy, but the the first one failed so hard that they scrapped that. Yeah, by um, there's this great bar in Providence as an arcade bar, and uh, I've had the owner on here, but um, so but it's he's like a collector of arcade games, and he has an Aerosmith shooting game. Oh they, yes, Revolution X. It's so good. <laughs> and but I, he, I was talking to him at the bar one night, and he was just telling me about this era of. Of just branding and, vi- and arcade games where they just made everything, mm-hmm. and there's some garbage oh, yeah, and... out there, and there's some fucking great. This Ar- the Aerosmith one makes it's just a shooter, and Aerosmith pops up once in a great while. And yeah, the one the one thing that I don't talk about too much is like my day job is I'm I'm a technician at an arcade, like a, at a Chuck E. Cheese. No way. Yeah. How does that work? Are you allowed to talk about it? Yeah, I, I can. I mean, it's. Uh, every Chuck E. Cheese has their own in-store technician, mm-hmm. and and I pretty much I'm pretty much there. Anything that's plugged in, I maintain and repair unless you need a license to work on it. How do you get a then, gig like that? Like, how do you know how to fix that shit? Though I I started just like at my local arcade, like part time uh, at uh, at the mall Aladdin's Castle. Okay, what what state and, are you from? Uh, I'm from Illinois. Okay, because you have like a nice Midwestern slow tone. It's very good radio <laughs> voice. Okay, it's my dulcet tones and yeah. it's it's my N- NPR voice. And, That's what I, the and whole today time. we're gonna have the slow jazz of Mr. Perry Como. <laughs> <laughs> so you started working like as an arcade, and and I, I think they're kind of on the rise again. Like that 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 era is kind of coming back a, a little, little bit. Not yeah, enough. it feels like that it's the it's a bit of the nostalgia. It it seems like a lot of those arcade bars are are popping up where like the games are free or they're like a nickel yeah, yeah, or yeah, they're yeah, like, like really cheap. And, and this is you... cool because it's not like a barcade, it's not like a company. It's like Mike is a an avid pinball collector and I think he just <laughs> needed a place to put his pinball machines and <laughs> wanted to build a community. Like he just genuinely loves arcade games and pinball like obsessively. And really cool guy. Uh, Shelter Arcade Bar. Anyone ever in Providence? Hit me up. We'll go get some uh, hard cider and play some. I actually spent my birthday there. Like after my party, my friend from college when I was visiting, and after everyone left, I'm like, "Do we have to go?" And we just played video games and pinball and drank hard cider all night, and it was like everything I've ever wanted. Yeah, nice. Like that. That's one thing that's. I mean, it's kind of. I guess it's kind of good, but like. Since I do work at Chuck E. Cheese, like all the games, Ugh. most of the games are targeted for younger kids. So there's not really anything that we have in my store that I'm interested in playing. Like, 
I'll take my daughter there every once in a while, and I'll just like kind of wander around. It's like I don't want to play any of these games. Is it hard working there? It's so noisy. I haven't been to one of those in years. Uh, it's it's not too bad. I mean, I I get used to it. I I pretty much tone it out, and it's it's like music. And because I'm the tech, I work there during weekdays whenever we're slower. So it's uh, like I don't weekends because I wouldn't be able to get anything done on a weekend. Oh, so you have so, adult hours too. Yeah, so I'm never there when it's crazy. So is this like this is like the closest to a dream job someone can get? It's like you get to work in an arcade full time. Yeah, in some ways. Yeah. Uh, isn't Chuck E. Cheese uh, founded by the guy who started Atari? I don't know. I think from the documentary I saw a video game in the movie, it was like Chuck E. Cheese was the way to sell video games or vice versa. No, I think it was. A person who started Atari started Chuck E. Cheese as a way to sell their video games. Hmm. Possibly. You should ask the mouse when you get there. I assume that when you walk in, the mouse is your, the boss. <laughs> the guy who runs the, who owns it is the guy in the costume. That's not how that works. No, not quite. No, I haven't been to one of those in a number of years. Um, but I remember loving the shit out of it as a kid. It was like the best. Yeah. Your daughter must think you're the coolest for working there. Or like all kids don't give a shit about anything their parents do. Oh yeah, she, she doesn't care too much. Like, well... We go there, like, maybe once every couple months. Like, she has fun, but she's not, like, bugging me every day. Can I go to your work? Can I go to your work? She's dad. Ugh. Now, are, <laughs> are you trying to pass down the love of comedy and film to the daughter? Uh, a little bit. I, I think she she does have a love of superheroes to, to yeah. some extent already. But she she also is in and she also is very much in into video games too. Nice. Which isn't that great? Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Although, like lately, I I just got I just got back into an old game that, that I've been playing, and like she keeps trying to steal the game from me. Like she wants to play, and we only have one computer, so it's like, oh, it's my turn. That's <laughs> oh, my, it's my turn. Like arguing, and then your wife is like, seriously. <laughs> Who's the child here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm stoked about the emulator site because I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Go, and I, it makes me want to play the old Pokemon game. Oh yeah, I I did that like, um, I forget when, like I I think maybe whenever the second or third generation Pokemon game came out, I went back and like got the the emulator for the. The original Pokemon, like for Game Boy Color. Yes, yeah, I played that. I did the same thing, and then, but that was a while back. I probably haven't played it in about six or seven years. But I love. Yeah, it. I, I don't think I got too far from it, too far on that one. Although, I I am somebody who, like the the last game that I bought on the original PlayStation was Dragon Quest Seven, and I logged. About 150 hours on it. Damn. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't play video games enough. Um, I feel like for me, uh, it's a wintertime thing. But now I yeah. PSD's a little broken, so I gotta get that worked. Cause I, I, I do like to play a lot in the winter. We only have the one TV now, so that kind of makes it hard. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how I am too. Like we recently, picked up like a an Xbox 360 dirt cheap and I got a bunch of games and like I got Final Fantasy 
13. Damn. And I haven't haven't played it yet. And like I I was one of those where I played all the I played Final Fantasy uh, 3 on Super Nintendo or Final Fantasy 2 on Super Nintendo all the way through Final Fantasy 10. Yeah. Damn. Damn. I am um... I had this thing where I actually never played Final Fantasy or World of Warcraft because of my personality that I would I would be, I will have a problem and I can't I can't stop. I, oh yeah, that that's kind of how I was where I didn't want to like for the longest time I didn't want to play World of Warcraft because I had a feeling that I would be one of those people mm-hmm. and I would be on it constantly. And and for a while that that was kind of how I was with City Heroes, but then like the game, but then I kind of got off on other. Th- I, actually, I think uh, I got started on my blog, and then focusing on the blog kind of had the video game take a backseat. And also, that was like uh, shortly after my daughter was born. Yep. So wow, that was like nine years ago, back whenever yeah. I was playing it. I don't. What do nine-year-olds even like? Probably uh, the same stuff I like, right? <laughs> Minecraft. Yeah, I don't do that. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm such in a weird gap. I don't have. I have a nephew who's two, so now I'm kind of learning what kids do. He watches some show about like kids who turn into superheroes with their PJs, and by that I mean my brother makes me watch it because I think he secretly likes it and pretends it's for his son. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I was like, what? We can't just put on The Simpsons for Ben, please. He's two. Two-year-olds love yeah, The Simpsons. <laughs> one thing that was was fun was uh, over this past weekend uh, for an upcoming episode of my FilmWise podcast, I watched Monster Squad with mm. my daughter, and she had never seen it before. Oh, I had yeah. never seen it before. What is it? Uh, that's that's like a, it's kind of like the Goonies meet the Universal Horror Monsters. That was, and it was made in the eighties. Is it good? Uh, it was fun, but it's very of its time. Like, it feels like a very kid 80s movie. It, yeah. it feels very, like, Goonies light. Okay. Yeah. Is she too young for Stranger Things? Uh, I don't know. Like, that that's one of those, and, and that kind of came up, and I'm sure that I would like it, but every time, like, I'm on Netflix and I'm like, uh, and I, actually, I, you mentioned this the last episode that uh, that I listened to of, of yours, it's like, do I want to start something new? No, I'm not really in the mood to some, watch something new, so instead, uh, uh, hey, Friends is on. Yep. Let's start watching Friends. Yeah. And now my wife is like, I was on season six or I, season seven of the Friends. You must know Dan from Get Real Movies, right? Uh, I've, I know the name. I, I don't think uh, I don't think I've read him or listen to him, whichever... I feel like all you movie people know each other, but that's probably wrong. He's like the biggest Friends fan. I fall off of Friends season five personally, but I do like the first five seasons a lot. Yeah, I, I think I watched it. Um, I don't know. I watched it for like three or four years, somewhere in the middle, yeah. and then I fell off, and then I came back and watched all of season ten whenever it was live. Oh yeah, I was more of a Seinfeld fan. Yeah, I I know I hated Seinfeld. That's fair. <laughs> like like I don't know I don't know what it was. It, it's just shitty I, people I being like, shitty. 
Yeah, I, I think it's kind of like that Love Actually thing. It's like I did not like any of the characters. Like I can see the humor in it, and I've seen quite a few episodes, and I do think it's funny. But on some level, I just hate it. Like, do you watch the show Girls? Because that's like a show about people you don't like. No, I, shitty, I, but not I've funny. heard of that one too, but uh, I'm, that's another one I don't watch. If you're like, gonna, I, I get, yeah. I hear a lot of hate for Lena Dunham. Uh, I don't know. Not a lot of hate. I, th- I think there's like one or two people on my Facebook a who, anytime the show comes up, she'll yeah. they'll talk about how much they hate Lena Dunham in that show. Yeah. Well, her character is very unlikable. Absolutely. And um, I like her. And but there's something. Do you ever just there's certain people I just find unlikable, even though I'm sure she's a fine person. I think there's an unlikable quality to her as a person. She seems like the kind of girl who wore the duct tape dress to prom, who I absolutely <laughs> like, love and respect, and I love her show, I love her work, but I can see why people cannot be into her as a human or as a as a, the show itself. Well, her on the show, her character is made to be someone you don't like. Yeah, and, and isn't she like um, doesn't she work behind the scenes like she's a writer? But she or created, creator? yeah, writer, creator. creator. I'm sure she's directed a bunch. I mean, she's very talented. And it's a great show, but that my issue has nothing to do with the show, but it gets called a comedy, but it's not funny, but that's not really her fault. That's like the Emmys reworked all the rules around. So dramas have to be an hour long and comedies have to be a half hour. Uh, so that's like girls goes up against like, I don't know what, like modern family, even though it's like, that's no girls is more of a drama than modern family and modern family. No, I think Veep won best comedy this year, rightfully so. Yeah, I, I feel like things kind of muddle the lines a lot more than they used to. Like, oh, yeah. back well, back in the day, the closest thing we had was like a we had a dramedy like uh, Ally McBeal, which was like mostly a comedy, but they would have some serious moments here and there. Oh man, I used to love that show, and now she's on Supergirl, which I didn't like, but I heard it gets better around season episode seven. And now that it's coming to CW, I'm gonna watch it because I watch all the CW superhero shows. Yeah, and which, bringing that up, I I do actually have one other project that I haven't mentioned, Uh, although I've kind of personally kind of, it's fallen off into the back burner, but I I do have other people working on it. It's called ChannelSuperhero.com, and like for the the first couple years, I was trying to cover as many of the superhero shows that, that were coming out, but it's like, it grew beyond me, but just because there is so many yeah. superhero and comic book shows it's like i can't i couldn't even keep up with it all like i tried to get people to write for the site and like every time i would look up look something up there would be another new comic book or superhero show that i hadn't heard of that's like coming that's like premiering in two months and it's like what what why nona erp where did this come from like there's so much stuff, and it, it, I just couldn't keep up with it all. It's like the, all the Netflix shows. And, oh, I know. And there's so uh, what there's. Been, does Hulu do any? Um. Well, they they have. They don't really do any. They they uh, started acting like Misfits was theirs because they, yeah. they're doing the whole thing like it's it's a Netflix original when it's really just a uh, a BBC or I. I think Hulu did this more than Netflix, where it's a Hulu original series, which is actually just a BBC program that uh, is not airing anywhere else in the the U.S., so we can call it an original. Ah, okay. 
Um, but yeah, I love the Jessica Jones, the Daredevil. I'm excited for Luke Cage, Flash, Arrow, Legends. Guess I'll do Supergirl and iZombie, which isn't superhero. I know it's comic book, but it's fucking great. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I really wish that I, that I had more time because there's so many of those shows. I know. There's and, just too much TV right now, which, and not in a bad way. I don't want to say that. It's like music. Like, you're never going to hear every album ever made and you're not going to watch <laughs> every show ever made. So you kind of got to pick and choose. Yeah, and surprisingly, like as much crap as Gotham got for its its first season, I really started loving where they went in the second season. Everyone says that, and I have such a hard time doing it because it's like, well, I already gave up, and I've already committed to four hours in CW. I don't know if I can add a fifth. <laughs> you know, five, I mean, yeah, I do four hours of Super. I'm gonna have to do four hours a week now of CW. Yeah, and, and it's like on at the same time as Supergirl as well. If you yeah. wanted to. So like, well, I'm a I'm a straight Netflix Hulu only person and then i zombie would be hour five that's like the, i think one of the most underrated shows on television because i was a huge veronica mars fan and it's the creator of veronica mars uh so it's it's like veronica mars is just a really good detective show and this is i zombie is more of a detective show and but they've done some really interesting so do you happen to watch it i watched the whole first season but I I just didn't have time to fit the second season in, and I haven't caught up. Like I haven't yeah. caught up with any TV show. It's like I don't know. I feel like I just kind of cut off TV like around yeah, like a month before the season finales. Like I loved The Flash and I loved Gotham season two, but I still haven't watched the last five episodes of either. Like I oh, missed. Got to do it. I fell off. Yeah, I, and I'm such a Kevin Smith fan too, and I, I fell off like, like one episode before Kevin Smith's episode. Those are the, the last five are the best. Wait till iZombie goes on Netflix. When you're home from sick one day, just binge season two, because season two goes places that you are not expecting, especially by that season finale, it's gonna blow your fucking mind. Like, they do a legit zombie movie. Yeah, I, I was reading about it a little bit because, like, like I said, I do have other writers on yeah. uh, Channel Superhero, so I, I Zombie was one of the ones that uh, that kept getting coverage because I, I have a, um, oh, I, her name's escaping me, Rachel Thoreau, um, she, uh, she covers um, The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, and I Zombie. She's like the zombie girl for yeah. the show. Or for the site. Is the only zombie thing I will do. That and, and Shaun of the Dead are the only zombie things I like. <laughs> I hate zombies so much. I'm so, I, yeah, I'm, I'm kinda lame. <laughs> I think we learned tonight that I love Simpsons and Pixar and hate scary things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Nathan I'm, slash Bubble I'm about the same. <laughs> See, did a little both there. Um, so we start wrapping it up. Is there anything we missed? I know you have a million projects and we kinda covered three. Yeah, I, th- I think we covered everything. I mean, we got the the main site. We talked a little bit about FilmWise, my podcast. And uh, I, I tend to forget this, but it's FilmWise, W-H-Y-S, because it stands for Why Haven't You Seen? Have Do you know any chance, um, like, so my network, there's a show called We Got Five with Devin, and he, he's, the it's a great show. I, I absolutely love it. But it's just the funniest unrunning joke is that Devin has never seen anything. <laughs> I think he'd be kind of perfect. I mean, to the point, like, he's the kind of person who, like, will, like, enjoys Beethoven, too. Like, he likes sequels more than originals <laughs> and just has never seen any. Like, I don't think I've seen a lot of stuff. Like, I haven't seen anything classic. He's not even seen stuff that's not even classic. So if you really want some fun, that'd be a good time. 
Yeah, I'm I'm kind of at the point right now where like I have so many people that I want to have on ga- as guests, yep. but I can only commit to like once every other week. So Dude, it's I know like, that feeling, and like I'm in this weird place where I like want to have friends on or people I talk to online and community, but then I also like kind of want to have some names, and names take longer to book, and then it it it's so hard, and then. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing. It, it's just such a weird thing. Like, there's just not enough time in the day to do all the. If I, got, I have like a day off tomorrow, I wish I could just spend the eight hours and just do eight straight guests. I'm like, I can never line <laughs> that up, and I don't have that kind. Of, I can't do more than one in a row. I'm just, I'm tapped after one. Yeah. Well, uh, so where can people find you online? Well, I think the uh, the easiest place to find me is on Twitter, where I'm at Bubba Wheat. And uh, at com, where I tend to link most of my other projects. Uh, so those those two places, really. Well, excellent, man. Uh, th- thank you so much for doing this. Um, 